Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Praise God. Well, if my video department, they're they're just sharp people, they're always on point. If they would go ahead and put up nugget number one, uh, this kind of reading you can't read sitting on your tootsie, so you, you, might need to, you might need to stand for this. Nugget number one. Ready? Let's read together. If, if you don't remember anything else tonight, if you remember that, Nobody will ever be able to deceive you. I don't care what kind of revelation they say they have and what God has to- told them, you know, and, and God hadn't told this to nobody else but me. I'm scared of that kind of revelation. But, but if you hold true, there's nugget number two. Read that again. Yes. The supernatural doesn't mean it's God. Nugget number three. Apostle Paul. Who, who said it? What did he say? Yeah. Anything that's an original, all originality comes from God. Anything else is a copycat. So, so Satan's opera, uh, operandi is to try to counterfeit what God has already established as the truth. Are, are you listening to me? Uh, what, what nugget are we on? Number three? Uh, go to nugget number two, please. Come on, you can read. True signs declare the truth. True signs. So there are lying signs. There are lying signs and wonders. That's why you don't search for the supernatural. You you search for the truth. Are you listening to me? Just because over somewhere somebody's laying hands or something's going on supernatural, that doesn't mean it's God. And most of the time, you'll always know when somebody is operating by a familiar spirit because after they do something, they want your money. Let's go on. Nugget number five. Come on, say it again. There's only one way to to know the truth. And um, I feel under, under... Holy Ghost arrest to teach this message because I really don't believe I would be a good under shepherd. I really don't believe I would be a good pastor knowing what I know from scripture and see what I'm seeing and to know what's coming down the pike and not prepare you for it. I don't believe I would be a good minister to know what I know and to see what I see and to major on making you feel good 
instead of teaching you truth so that you can stand. Having said that, please have your seat. Turn, if you would, your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter, my great mentor would say third, Apostle Price. I love mentioning his name when I speak because that's a form of honor. That's a form of saying, yes, you've gone on to be with the Lord, but I still have not forgotten and I still appreciate all that you poured into my life. Glory to God. Coming out to ministry today, I was listening to the great man of God who I set up under uh, Dr. Kenneth e. Hagan, we call Dad Hagan, who, who, uh, who set this facility apart. He's the one who did the ordination service setting this facility apart for kingdom work. Amen. And praise God, what an honor. He's going on to be with the Lord, but thank God before he went on to be with the Lord, he placed his two feet in this house. Can somebody say amen? amen. Look at verse number 16, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 16. The title of our message is Don't Be Deceived. Don't be deceived. And, and deception is simply trickery. One who deliberately deceives. Uh, deception is, is double dealing double dealing and I made reference to it on Sunday I don't want to go back to that today I want to kind of progress tonight all right uh, look at verse number 16 wow all scripture how, how much scripture all scripture is given by inspiration of God how much of it all of it and is profitable for doctrine for reproof. Can you say the next one with me? For? Yeah, most of us don't like correction. For correction. For instructions in righteousness. Look at the next verse. That the man or person of God may be what? May be complete. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. My goodness. So the Holy Ghost, say Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's synonymous. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is the author of all scripture. And your first nugget says that every manifestation of the Holy Spirit will align itself in some way with the scripture. So that means the Holy Spirit of God will not do anything that does not line up with the Word of God. If the Holy Spirit is doing something in a service, it will not violate Scripture. So if somebody is doing something, saying that they're operating by the power of God, and it is not scriptural, then you know God is not behind it. And you're not obligated to comply. Can somebody say amen? amen? Now, let's look at something else in the first synoptic gospel, chapter 24. The first synoptic gospel, chapter 24. And I want you to pay very, very close, close attention. This is Bible study, so we're not here to shout or anything. We're here to learn so that whatever the devil 
whatever he has planned in these last days to deceive believers, we're going to be equipped and ready for it. Amen. All right, look at Matthew 24. If you're not there, act like it. Matthew 24, let's look together at verse number four. No, let's turn there. Matthew 24, verse number four. And Jesus answered. Now, if, how many of you are born again, you're a child of God? Now, if somebody's talking, if you're in a room and people are saying things, uh, you're inclined to pay attention, yes? But if you hear your mama's voice, I can go a little deeper. I mean, a whole lot of folk can be talking, and all of a sudden you hear my voice. Uh, it's, it, 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 something on the inside of you snaps. He said, was that pastor? I thought we were the only one here. I haven't seen, no, I heard his voice. And just hearing my voice and recognizing my voice causes you to come to attention. Well, this is what should happen here in verse number four. And Jesus answered. So immediately something ought to happen to you. Not, and Paul said, or Steve said, or John said, or Moses said, and we should come to it. But Jesus said, I want to know what he said. And Jesus said, or and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Verse number five, for many will come in my name saying, I am Jesus. I am the Christ. Good God of mercy. And will deceive a few people. And what? And will deceive now, who is this talking? This is Jesus warning us. And he says, and some will come saying that they are the Christ, the Messiah. And they will deceive many. Who said this? God, I'm verse number 11. Verse number 11. Then many false prophets, false prophets, will rise up and deceive a couple. Who is this talking? We've only read just a few verses of Scripture, and he's already warned us three times. In the same chapter. So he goes from there are going to be people who are saying they're the Messiah and deceive many. And now he's saying many are going to say that they're true prophets of God. And they're not prophets or prophetess. But they're going to deceive. Come on. They're going to deceive many. Verse 24. For false Christ and false prophets will rise. Here we go now. And show not signs and wonders. Talk to me, somebody. 
that means they're going to do things that will force you to pay attention. That they're going to do things that you can't do in your own human ability. That they're going to do things right in front of your face that you know they cannot do in their own power. And show great signs and wonders. For what reason? For what reason? Because Satan's number one objective is to get Christ out of you. To get you to a position where you don't believe this covenant. To get you to believe that there's, there's more than one way to salvation. And that's the philosophy of the day. That's what will get you in trouble. When you tell people Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father, the world will turn on you. The Buddhist will turn on you. The Hindu will turn on you. The Muslim will turn on you. Are you listening to The Mormon will turn on you. The Jehovah Witness will turn on you. Those who believe in him embrace mysticism will turn on you because you're saying the only way to the Father is through his son Jesus. That separates us from every, and I'm going to use the word religion because what we're involved in is not religion. We're involved in a kingdom. Are you all listening to me? Let, let's, let's finish it up. And show great signs and wonders to deceive. If possible, even those of you who think you know the word, possibly could be deceived. And if you say you cannot be deceived, you've already been deceived. Because you won't engage in the things that are necessary to guard yourself so you will not be deceived. And you're talking about trying to help somebody? Try to help somebody who need help but are deceived they don't need help. So notice again, people of God, that in this passage of Scripture, we are warned four times. How many times? We've been warned four times by Jesus. Not by Pastor Halp, not by your mother or your father, not by the superintendent. We have been warned by Jesus, and he's talking about the last days, and we are in the last days of the last days. And Jesus is warning us against deception. We've lived long enough now where personally we've experienced 
through the pandemic. I mean, there are folk who uh, took an exit for the pandemic and they didn't just exit the church. They exit Jesus. That all it took for some to back away from the things of God is a, is, is a disease. So we can look at the fruit of the pandemic and know that it wasn't God. That's why you ought to be shouting that you were not able to come to church for two years on a regular basis, but somehow God still kept you connected to him, Jesus. Some of your friends got disconnected. Don't want to hear anything about harvest nor Jesus Christ or anything pertaining to God. And you're wondering how, how can you think this way? How can you be so, so against the things of God when prior to the pandemic you were, you, you were on the front line? What happened to you in the pandemic? Somebody got it. Somewhere in this two-year, in this neutral pause position, they got deceived. And some still think they're at the right place even though they don't come to the house of God and can come. They think they are just as spiritual watching us online when they could physically be here. Come on now. I said, come on now. I said, come on now. Don't tell me that, that you can get the same impact from me if I'm talking to you on the phone. As if we were talking, talk to me face to face. Girl, I got something I need to tell you, and I, hey, we need to see each other's face. I need to see your eyeballs when I tell you this. That you don't get on a text or an email. That you don't even get in streaming. Now, I believe there are people all around the world who are blessed by our program. They can't be here. They're somewhere else around the world some are sick or whatever they can't be here or they're incarcerated god understands that and extends grace and mercy but but how can he extend grace and mercy to you when you can be here when you're just flat out in disobedience because the bible says forsake not the assemblings of yourselves together that means there's something about staying strong in Christ that happens when we rub shoulders and see one another. Just to look across the room and see that no matter what's going on in the world, man, somebody's still making it. That inspires you to keep plowing. Because nobody gets there on their own. And all of you who are watching who are so strong and you don't need this, as your pastor, I'm asking you to come to help us who need your fellowship. Glory to God. I believe the greatest danger in our hour is not sickness. It's not disease. And as bad as poverty is, it's not poverty. And they're trying to 
I call it uh, bait and switch. They're trying to get our attention, you know, an uproar in the world about wars, you know, like there may be a nuclear breakout. That's, that's, that, I mean, that's, that's not going to happen. Nobody's interested in killing you in, along with themselves. As, as it's clear something is happening in the climate, but that's not the major problem in our, our, our generation and in, in, in our season. Uh, persecution, uh, I believe persecution is coming to the Western world like we've never experienced in the church. It, it has to come because in the Western hemisphere, we're turning more and more and more away from God. We're turning more and more away from the one who made us a prosperous nation. And it's just like tithing. I heard uh, Apostle Hillier the other day uh, watching him on a broadcast, and he said, you know, with some of this teaching about tithing and all, he said now, he said now, everything we have in this ministry, he said that everything I personally have, he said I got it by honoring God. He said I started out paying $6, I think 25 or 50 cents a week for his tithe, and I think he gave 50 cents an offering. $6 for his tithe, 50 cent offering. He said, that's where I got started, crying out to God. He said, and look what the Lord has done for me today. He said, wouldn't I be stupid to have honored God and has brought me to this place and then get to this place and say tithing is not necessary. Deception. I don't care who said it. Let every man be a liar and God's word be true. Are you all listening to me? The same with us. What kind of fool would I be? We're in a debt-free ministry because of the tithe and the offering and honoring God. Everything I personally have and is able to bless my family it's because I honor God with the tithe and the offering. It is my expression to him that even though you have blessed me, I have not become deceived about who my source is. Preach, boy, preach. So if honoring God has brought you to where you are, why would you stop? All right, maybe one or two of you. Stop and see. No, check it out and then come give us the report. Because if what you have is what you've done in the past by honoring God, I want to see where you're going to be in the next couple of years if the Lord tarries. By embracing this lie that you don't have to. I want to see what kind of fruit you're going to bear by not honoring God. Well, I got quiet. Yeah, that's all right. John chapter 17. Yeah, this ministry is a blessed ministry because we honor God with the tithe and offering. I'll say it now because he's gone on to be with the Lord, and he said it with, with pretty much eyes full of water. Another great man of God who you all have have been blessed to be around. Uh, uh, the man who took me in when my dad died, uh, uh, Bishop Cecil Pratt. 
I call him Dad Pratt. And uh, he was sitting in the house with me one day, saw, you know, how the ministry here was. And he said, son, I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, he said, I'm so sorry. I said, what, what are you sorry about that? He said, I never really taught my people how to give. You know, and I know that from, you know, sitting there myself before I went to Vietnam. And he said, uh, he said, I taught them about education. He said, and so many of my members, I mean, have gone on to college, you know, got a degree like myself. He said, but they got degrees, but they don't have nothing. You know, he said they got nice houses, but they're, I mean, stuff is tight, trying to make the note. You know, they got two cars, you know, outwardly, I mean, look like they got it going on, but stuff is tight. You know, they can't afford for the air conditioning to go out in the house. I mean, stuff is tight. Because they got in, they got in lines doing offering, you know, with $20 or $10. You know, that kind of, he, he said, I didn't teach them the importance of tithing. This is my dad talking to me. He said, and I see now, when I look back over it, I see the difference in this house and the house that I've been overseeing all of these years. He said, I see the blessing on your people. And no, other people have come here and said, man, there's, you can go in the community and sometimes they'll say, right, you go to Harvard, you look like, what, are, what is it that they see that you don't see? Especially if you open your mouth. Because this ministry can't be blessed like this if you're not blessed. This church can't have something and you don't have nothing. Now, this ministry can have something and you don't have nothing because you don't participate. But it's clear enough of us are participating with the will of God concerning sowing and reaping. As a result of that, everything we're in charge of is paid for. I sat down with a powerful man yesterday who rode in this ministry on a golf cart. And after that crew and uh, the guards got finished, I can't tell you what they said, but you'll see it. The most powerful men in this region, in this state. And I'll say this much. When I see what you have done in 30-something years, it is clear to me that you're trustworthy. And I want to do something with you. They said some other things, but I keep talking. You smart folk will connect the dots. Glory to God. Yes, please have a seat. Bishop Hilliard would say, your enthusiasm overwhelms me. In Psalms 119, verse 89, it says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Harvest Church, nothing on earth can change the will and the word of God. Nothing. I said nothing. Now, let's, let's go to uh, 
Second uh, Thessalonians real quick with the time that I have left. If you found Timothy, you certainly can find Thessalonians. Let's go to Second Thessalonians. Anybody being blessed? Did we read John 17, 17? Well, some of y'all were looking at me strange. Okay, okay, for all of the strange lookers, John 17, 17, a very familiar passage of scripture. Ready, read. What is truth? The word is truth. Hear me, Harvest Church, and to our E-Church. Truth trumps facts. Because what is factual today may not be factual tomorrow. In my lifetime, it was factual. Nobody could go to the moon. It's not factual today. It's not factual today. Are you listening to me? Truth always trumps facts. Good God of mercy. Facts. We've done this x-ray. We see a lump. That's a fact. Are you listening to me? And by our diagnosis, you have 30 days to live. That's a fact. But truth. That by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Somebody need to grab a hold of that. Amen. I don't care. I'm not knocking the doctors. Thank you for your facts. But I got something that is more powerful than your facts. I got something more powerful than any prescription that you can prescribe to me. My prescription, amen, is 1 Peter 224, Isaiah 53 and 54, that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. And with long life will God satisfy me. I shall not die until I fulfill my purpose and my destiny. That's the truth. That's the truth. The truth is, an eviction notice is on my door. But the truth is, my God. Come on, boy. Y'all gonna make this Baptist boy happy. Shall supply. Now, thank God all of you getting excited, but that don't mean all of you qualify. When Apostle Paul said, my God shall supply all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. He was talking about those who supported his ministry financially. All right, shout on that. <laughs> there you go. Now, let's close now. Second Thessalonians. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, touch three people and say, I'm going to make it. God's on my side. Yeah, I'm going to make it. 
God is on my side. I'm going to make it. God is on my side. Come on, get up off your rusty dusty and go to three people and say, you're going to make it. God is on your side. You're going to make it. God is on your side. Declare it in your home. We're going to make it. Speak it in your house. We're going to make it. God is on our side. Hallelujah. We're going to make it. 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 We're going to make it to my husband, to my wife. We're going to make it. We're going to make it to my children. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it to my son, to my daughter. We're going to make it to my grandbabies. We're going to make it to my husband, to my wife. No matter what it looks like, we're going to make it. Hallelujah. Please have a seat. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm not sitting around looking defeated. Hallelujah. I said, I'm not sitting around looking defeated. I'm not talking defeat. I'm going to make it. God is on my side. Glory. Look at 2 Thessalonians, please. In the name of Jesus, sit down. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And uh, look at verse number 9. The coming of the lawless one, that's the Antichrist, is according to the workings of Satan. Yeah, somebody's ahead of me. Slow down. The coming of a lawless one. So the word is saying, there's a lawless one coming. And if you do your study, the lawless one is the Antichrist. And he's coming. According to the workings of Satan. In other words, he is going to be Satan incarnate. He is going to be the devil wrapped up in human form. And look at this. With all power, signs, and, come on, talk to me, and lying wonders. And with all unrighteousness, unrighteousness deception, among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now, now, what we're getting ready to read is one of the most frightening statements I believe in all of Scripture. I believe this is one of the most frightening verses of Scripture in all of the Bible. Anybody want to know where it is? 
It's the next verse, verse 11. Just keep reading. And for this reason, God, come on, not the devil, God. And for this reason, for what reason? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. That's America right now. They don't want to hear nothing about the truth. Truth is whatever they say it is. So they make laws out of their carnalness and say because it's the law, it's the truth. And I'm saying whatever law you make that does not line it with the word of God, it is not truth. And I'm not required of God to oblige you on a law that is diametrically opposed to the word of God. Let's, let's go on now. And for this reason, somebody say God. God will send them strong delusions. That they might believe this new age culture lies. You don't have to agree, but that's one of the most earth-shaking tests of Scripture that I've discovered in all the Bible. That God says, I've been dealing with you, and I've been dealing with you. And I've been calling you. I've been telling you to stop. I've been telling you to let that go. I've been telling you to leave them alone. I've been telling you over and over, get out of that group. I've been telling you over and over and over, get out of that Bible study. I've been telling you over and over and over to get out of that prayer group that is subliminally saying things that is against what your pastor's saying. I have him standing up there ministering to you truth. You go home and get on the phone with somebody who's speaking lies. And I've been telling you to cut it off. You're not confused by what Pastor Halp is saying. You're confused about who you're going to check on to uh, evaluate what Pastor Halp is saying. And it's breeding confusion. Because deception always breeds confusion. And when it breeds confusion, it will breed division. Eventually, you'll leave her, your wife or your husband, or your family, because you're deceived. The Holy Ghost is talking to somebody. You better cut it off. Talking about that's your favorite preacher. That ain't your favorite. If I'm your pastor, I'm your favorite preacher. <laughs> you might like Bishop T.D. Jakes, but I, I'm your favorite preacher. <laughs> let's, let's get it right. We'll get it twisted. 
Get ready, get ready, get ready for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And something's wrong with you spiritually if you're listening to somebody more than you're listening to me. Because whoever you're listening to the most, that's who you're following. You need to catch up with them. You need to catch up with them. Because we're not saying the same thing, you're going to get confused. Please have a seat. We just have five minutes. One of the most frightening statements in all of Scripture. We just read it. And God will send them what? Strong. Come on now. What a judgment from God. God is in essence saying, I'm tired of pleading with you. And it's clear you don't want truth. You want that. It's clear you prefer darkness over the light. And this is for you to know how deceived you are. You're now calling darkness light and light darkness. Because I've allowed you to receive a strong delusion. There are people who used to come to church who don't come to church anymore. And think that they're okay. Believe that you don't have to come to the house of God to be saved. Yeah, you don't have to come to be, but you have to come to stay. Because you're not making this journey by yourself. And if you think you are, here we go, you're deceived. Why would God establish the church if it wasn't needful? You're deceived. Now, your nugget tonight, and we'll close on this, was there's only one way to know truth. You you remember that nugget number five? Read that again. Let's let's go to John chapter eight. Quickly. I've got three minutes and more if I need it. John chapter eight, verse 32. Ready? Read. Come on, start over. Our e-church, those of you who tuned in online, thank you so very, very much. I need you to participate. Everybody, ready? Read. And you shall know the truth. And the truth set you free. Now the question becomes, because it's debate now, What is truth? Because you're saying Jesus is truth. And the world is saying, maybe so, but he's not the only truth. You shall know the truth. And the truth is the only thing that can keep you free. But what is truth? Is this the truth or is the Quran? Is Christianity or Islam? Now, you know, you're not impressing me by saying it because you can say a whole lot of things you don't really know and believe.
Are you, are you anchored enough in the Word of God that you're no longer scared when the Jehovah Witnesses knock on your door? Do you know enough Word? Do you know enough Bible to defend your position like they defend theirs? Or do you tell the kids, be quiet? So they don't think anybody's home because you don't know the Bible. Yeah, you say you say, but you don't know why. You can't defend yourself. You can't take the word of God and defend your position. Well, if you can't, I'm talking to you personally. If you can't take the word of God and defend your position that you are a born again child of God, then you're an open target. For somebody to show up and talk you out of what you say you believe. You say you're saved, show me. Show me. Take your Bible and show me how you're saved and how do I get saved. You know how to take people shopping. Do you know how to take people to Jesus? You know how to go buy groceries? Do you know the elementary steps in leading somebody to Jesus? And got quiet. Because the day is coming when there's going to be such persecution that what you say you believe is going to be tried. And you've already witnessed the fallout as a result of COVID-19. And that's without the visible manifestation of an antichrist. All it took was a disease to pick off some folk that you thought were anchored. Turn to your neighbor and smile. Let's close it out. Our time is gone now. Say, my friend, you must apply God's word to everything. Say this to them. Say it. Stay in the word of God. And stay full, full of the Spirit. Stay full of the Spirit. Our time is gone. Can I give you just one, one little point that I think will help you? Uh, just, just back up to 1 Thessalonians because you, you need this. Because some of you are going to go home and study this out and study it and study it and study it and get it where you can teach it better than I've taught it with the help of the Holy Spirit. And that's good. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But is this going to help you? This is going to help you when somebody comes up in the hallway and try to prophesy to you. Are you in 1 Thessalonians? Uh, look at uh, chapter number 5. 
Look at verse 21. And, and our time is gone. We'll close with this. Ready? Read. Read it again. Read it again. Quit letting folks say stuff to you and you don't test it. And for some of you, all the devil have to do is to get your attention is to say something good is going to happen to you. And you just a sucker. Yay, yay, yay. Ready? Read. And do what? If you're not testing things, you're not obeying the word of God. That's why you've heard me say over the years, you don't sit here and let me stand over you and minister and you don't know who I am by the spirit of God. Am I really called? It's all our folks say they're called to God to be a pastor. Some do it for a hustle. Some do it because they think you can make money and not work. In ministries, W-O-R-K, capital. But you don't let a man stand over you like this and teach over you and your children. And you don't know who he is. If you don't really, if you don't know who I am, the devil got somebody out in the community who will tell you who I am that will undo everything you thought you thought about me. You see, if you don't know who I am, like they didn't know who Jesus was, you can potentially crucify me. And think that you're doing the will of God. No, no, I'm not talking about put me on a tree, but crucify me with your words. Crucify me with your spouse by what you say. Crucify me with your children by what you say, but where my words no longer have an effect over their lives. That the anointing that God has placed on my life doesn't work for them. When I get in their presence, the anointing on my life shuts down. Because you said things and done things because you really didn't know who Pastor Steve Hout was. If you're not testing things, you are not obeying Word of God. Test the spirit. That's why whenever somebody is speaking to you, calling themselves a prophet or a prophetess, don't get hung up on that. See how much love they walk in. Because some people be prophesying, they are mean as a witch. Because they are a witch. 
How much love do they want? Don't get caught up with this. Don't get caught up that they said something and it came to pass. What is their love walk? Are you listening to me? What is their love walk? I don't care what kind of good preacher you are. What, what do you like when you get off of this platform? What's your love walk? And why is it somebody always beelining that you got a word from God? And why is God always telling them your business and don't tell you personally? Are you all listening to me? Test the spirit. Test it. And you've heard me say, and I close with this, you can always tell when somebody is operating by a controlling spirit because all you have to do with them is tell them no. When it's a controlling spirit, they cannot handle no. They take it as personal rejection and they will go off on you on the spot what do you mean this is God you you bet I mean they they get all irate with you all out of love because what they're flowing from is not from a position of love and you don't want that spirit talking to you and you certainly don't want that spirit laying their hands on you stand to your feet I've said enough for tonight Go home and study out 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9 through 12. I, I'm sure it'll, it'll bless you. Were you blessed tonight? Can you put your hands together and thank God for this word that made you shout all over the church tonight? Uh, quickly, if you possibly can, can you give everybody one of these? Oh, you already have them? Okay. Uh, once you receive it, sit down quickly. And I need some fast brothers. Uh, Tim, you ought to be jumping on the pews helping me out. Talked about my hairdo the other day. That's why I'm, I'm going to bust him out every chance I get. They, they got him. I just got one or two myself. Once you receive it, if you'll sit down, we'll know you've been served. One per household. One per household. Like mom and dad clicking over there sharing theirs. Like two little lovebirds. Bless them. What, we, we have enough if we just get one per household. If we just give one per household, we have enough tonight. We'll make some more copies and we'll make them available uh, Sunday morning. But tonight I want everybody to have a family to have one. Brother Oscar, everybody's been served? Everybody's been served? Everybody's been served? Mrs. Huey, I thought I saw her. So, yeah, you got one for you and the hubby? Okay, he's got one too. He's got one too. No, no, let her hold hers. Would you please stand? Let's do it together. Today, I boldly confess that I am of God. I am born of the Spirit of God and filled with the Spirit of God. I am full 
of the word of God. I am strong. I am strong. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I have been delivered from the powers of darkness and have been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. I am, I am, I am in the light. I am, I am a child of the light. I do not walk in darkness. I do not walk in darkness, but I walk in the light of Jesus Christ. I boldly confess that I will not be deceived and that I will quickly recognize the ministers of Satan. I boldly confess that not only will I not be deceived, but I will be delivered those, but I will deliver those who are being deceived. I boldly confess I will be a pillar in my local church, Harvest Church. I will be strong in the body of Christ, the body of believers, where I attend regularly. I boldly declare that I will be a strength to my pastor and his wife and family and to the leadership of Harvest Church. Satan will have, Satan will have, Satan will have no place, no place, no place in my life, in the life of my children, in the life of my marriage, in the life of my business. My children will not be deceived. My mate will not be deceived. We will be strong. We will be strong in these last days and we will be a credit to the gospel. When the final day comes and the Lord calls us home, he will be able to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, we bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.